Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering questions on how men think. I'm Lindsay McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are Michael Aspen and C.T. Andrews. What's up, everybody? Hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, today's question is, do men think dogs correlate with masculinity and cats correlate with femininity? Hmm. Oh, uh, this is going to be funny. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it you said, that, Michael? This is all going to be conjecture? Yeah. Something? Yeah, we have like no scientific data to go on here. This is just our opinions, like 100% our opinions. Yeah, yeah. Which are probably wrong. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it. it yeah. Well, but, I, when this question first came up, I was like, is that a thing? And y'all were like, yeah, we both yeah. heard that. We've both yeah. heard people say that. And I was like, I, I don't know that I've ever heard that. Yeah. And, it's, and it's funny that CT and I both have heard it and we both think that that is, that they do correlate. Yeah. And uh, I'm not, I'm not sure why they do, but it definitely feels like you know, cats are feminine and dogs are masculine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and it makes me wonder, since uh, Michael and I are both familiar with this concept and Lancey isn't, if this is a male thing. Now, we're a very, very small cross section. I mean, there's yeah. three of them. But it makes me wonder if it's more of a, a male, you know, the way males look at the world than females. Um, I'd be shocked, though, if women out there didn't just sort of psychologically correlate dogs to masculinity and Cats. Okay, so let's let's go down that path and explore why why we think that. Oh man, I mean, on the surface, without diving too deeply in at this point, it's because dogs are bigger. They're typically bigger, and they're you know, uh, and cats are smaller, like more muscular. Uh, yeah, maybe? dogs have they just have bigger frames. Cats have smaller frames and uh you know cats and dogs are easy to compare in many di different ways because they walk hand in hand so well it's like a, you know a duck-billed platypus and a ferret that doesn't walk hand in hand you know or you know you know basically maybe horses and cows kind of walk hand in hand in that sort of you know psychological way but not like cats and dogs cats and dogs to us they are the the family pet they're the the ones that are you know socialized with humans more than any other so they're so it's easy to compare cats and dogs i think and if one is masculine or represents masculinity it's the dog unless it's like a, a it's like a ankle biting yipping little you know chihuahua toy thing and femininity is represented by cats or cats represent femininity it's are you saying that the ankle biting yippity yippity annoying dog is not masculine it's feminine i'm i'm saying that it is a non-masculine representative of non-masculine males perhaps i think I think if I were to if I were to categorize a dog that can be fit into a purse, it's probably not a masculine dog. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. That seems what? fair. <laughs> For they, sure. You know, 
I always I always found Mother Nature to be very unfair in this particular category because cats actually, if you look at their entire genus, they can get fucking huge. You wouldn't you would not take a bull mastiff and and put them up against a lion, they would lose. So <laughs> like you know, tigers and lions, they are amazingly huge animals with incredible power and are very masculine because of that. They drive that masculine energy. But, um, you know, when you know a little bit about the big cats, you know that actually like in a lion pride, it's the it's the female lions that do all the work, right? They're the ones out there hunting and everything. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of things that we as society kind of project onto animals that just doesn't line up with reality. Like I said, none of what we're saying today has been proven to be true. It's just kind of the the feel we get. So, so I have to, whenever I think of cats, I can, it's very hard for me to exclude those large wild cats from, from it. But if I were to just take the traditional domestic house cat and the traditional domestic dog and compare those two, yeah, the dog is, is bigger, but also their demeanors are so different. Cats are mercurial and possessive and finicky and, uh, and what? complex complex yeah very difficult to understand dogs are simple dogs are like oh you want to play let's play i'll play i'll play let's go play yeah we're playing Woo-hoo! oh you want to rub my belly all right oh, i love it when you rub my belly Woo-hoo! Rub my belly. that's like a dog right a cat's like i love it when you touch me not there and then <laughs> <laughs> so that that kind of that kind of um complexity and simplicity is something we've talked about. Like men are not as simple as we make them out to be, and cat and and women. Boy, that was a faux pas right there. And women are not as complex as we necessarily make them out to be. But society kind of labels women as very complex and mercurial, and men are just you know stupid and one minded or single minded, and that kind of falls into that you know category. So yeah, Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, thinking- okay. Go ahead. I was thinking about the way they move these animals. Mm. I could see where where people would compare women and men because you think about how a cat moves and they're very um, oh yeah bleak and um, supine. Yeah, right. they, They move. They can they can move and curl around objects and jump through very small openings and yeah, and the dog just kind of. They land lightly on their feet. I remember watching one where they had they had a hallway full of cups and they had the cat walk through the cups and the cat just like just like a serpent worked its way through. Cats are liquid. That's all there is to it. But anyway, the dogs just like and the cups went everywhere, you know. I think when 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 you dig a little deeper, that's exactly why I think dogs are correlated to masculinity and cats are correlated to femininity because of that what michael just got through saying over the last two or three minutes dogs are these big simple kind of you know uh i don't want to use the word dumb but they're simple and they're single-minded and they when you see a dog bump into a wall it's funny but it doesn't surprise you <laughs> when you see a cat startled and turn around and hit itself you're like whoa the cat just because cats don't do that you don't you know right. And to see them uh, navigate objects, I, I've always been astounded that if you look at a cat, you know, their bodies are so long and half of their length is tail. 
And if, you, if you're navigating carefully over some, you know, objects that could be knocked over, their tail never, never hits them. Like they're always aware of where their tails are. And to me, that takes a lot of uh, just sort of self-awareness. And, uh, you know, it's almost magical to watch them move. Yeah, kind of like graceful. Yeah, graceful. Like um, a stripper, let's say. And so, uh, so <laughs> correlate or a, or a dancer. If we want to go with a less, you know, sex work oriented to, uh, job out there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like a like a ballerina. Um, you yeah, know, that would have been what I chose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you get my point. You know, whereas whereas you know, dogs are kind of like the line the linebacking crew yeah, for. Was- football player yeah just crash into things and bust it out of the way yeah exactly and so yeah so it's easy for me to go yeah dogs are definitely masculine otherwise and oddly enough i try very hard not to make judgments on people's pets i really do i i'm trying to be a much more open-minded person than i was in my past but i still struggle with when i know a guy like living alone has a cat i'm like really right and, and like thoughts just parade through my head un, unbidden of like, are you sure you're not gay or, you know, you know, just stuff like that. And it's all baseless. There's no reason for it. Right. And if a woman who lives alone has a dog, especially like a big dog, and again, it's like, you know, it just, the vibe feels off for some reason. And it's in, it has no basis. In fact, it has nothing to do with anything other than It's just a weird perception that I have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it definitely, when a woman tells me she has a cat, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I'm not coming over. (laughs) But if she tells me she has a dog, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But why? Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's an interesting double standard that we have. Uh, The woman has a big dog and she lives alone, let's say in her apartment, she's got a big dog, a 60 pound dog or whatever. That is a little unexpected, right? Yeah. But by the same token, we'll turn around and disparage women who live alone with cats, right? Like, oh, she's a lonely cat lady. And so there that is kind of an unfair double standard that we we put on women, perhaps. And because you never hear that with guys. Now I think it does hold true. If I knew a dude that lived alone and I don't know any of these people who owned like two or three cats that would be weird that would just be kind of weird you know um so i just find this fascinating because i've never given any of this a second thought like it would not be weird to me at all first for a woman to have a big dog or a guy to have cats that wouldn't even it wouldn't even enter my mind that that was unusual or out of place no, it's it's well, good good on you. Um, yeah. Don't hold that same judge mentality. But I'm completely the opposite of that. I, this does occur to me as a conscious process. In fact, um, I had a buddy that owned a bulldog, a like a big fat bulldog, mm. and it was a she. 
And I always thought, ah, it's got to be a he, man. You have to, you, why do you own a female bulldog? You should own a male bulldog. Oh, I know why you have a female bulldog. So you can go, oh, that little bitch. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of weird. So I'm a very, a very, a uh, very judgmental sort of prickish um, uh, asshole when it comes to people and their pets and the impression that it get leaves. I wonder though, I wonder so, if my, the way I, wanna, I see it. I want to ask you a question, Lancey, specifically. What if you knew a guy that had a lizard or a snake or a spider? Would you have any judgments on those? Or a woman that did either one, actually, it doesn't matter. No, no. Okay. And I wonder if it's because I grew up on a farm on a ranch Mm. around animals and animals were just animals you know i wonder if that colors my my view of that i mean very possible we had we had two little house dogs they were chihuahuas that were my mom's dogs well one of them was my mom's dog one of them was my dad's dog <laughs> by the dog's choice right you know how that yeah, goes yeah. <laughs> and then we also had um our healer little blue healer who was the cow dog i mean she was a working dog but she was still one of our pets she didn't live inside the house though but i don't know i've never given it two thoughts i will tell you um that personally i think i'm probably a cat person i'm highly allergic so i can't have one but i think i'm a cat person because dogs are so damn needy <laughs> and that just annoys me now we have always had dogs for pets but they are so needy i think i'd rather have a cat <laughs> well this is interesting that um, is interesting non-judgmental and has grown up around animals i growing up never had a pet i guess we had a family pet that was a cat but i've never owned a dog never in my life have i owned a dog and I personally have never owned a cat either. I've never so much as owned a goldfish. So I, I don't, I've never, I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up as a dog or a pet owner. And I'm the judgmental one when I see people and their pets. And I wonder if there's a, a psychology there because I, I think that uh, what Michael asked earlier, uh, people who own reptiles and snakes, that is a very, in my mind, that is a very different brand of pet ownership than having a dog. Mm. Or, I think it's completely, I, and I do think it says something about the person, not, not good or bad, but something different for sure than having, than owning a dog. Yeah. Have you, okay. Question for you too. Um, have you ever held a snake? Yes. Yeah. I held a rattlesnake. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was killer. That was, well, it, literally, but it was really cool. <laughs> So growing up in West Texas, snakes were all, all around us all the time. And I was the weird kid who's like, ah, oh, snake, you know, and you go pick it up and you shake it at the other little kids who run away screaming. <laughs> I, I actually, um, when I, when I first held the snake, I, uh, I had a, a brand new appreciation for snakes at that point because I had never held one before. So I always assumed that they were slimy, which they're not. And I did not realize how muscular they were. I just thought they were like a tube, but that is not the case. They are very muscular. They're very cool. 
Yeah, they're they are. Cool. Like so, the way their body moves. Ooh. Yeah. I yeah, I think snakes are pretty neat. Now, I don't really have an issue with snakes um like a lot of people do. I still have a healthy fear of like a cottonmouth or, you know, a rattler or something like that. I don't want to I don't want to run across one while I'm walking somewhere and not not know they're there. Yeah. But um I don't have an issue with them. I didn't have an issue with them before as much as I just didn't understand them. But then after holding one and feeling First of all, how warm it was, you know, hearing the term cold blooded, you just assume it's going to be cold to the touch, which it's not. It just doesn't get its warmth necessarily internally. It was warm and it was muscular and its scales were very smooth, but not slimy. It was dry. Right. And uh, it was really neat experience. I I really enjoyed that. Um, Yeah. Surprisingly heavy too. Yes. Very dense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I, when I own a snake as a pet though, uh, probably not for me for me a pet i have had dogs um and my wife has had both a dog and cats um and i'm allergic to cats so i don't want a cat in my house and boy i'll tell you i got i got a story about one time we did have a cat in our house but anyway um so i don't want a cat i don't i don't want a cat in my house i don't i don't mm -mm. the thing i like about dogs is dogs do all of their pooping and peeing outside so I don't have to be cleaning that stuff up and they don't have kitty litter that they're dragging all over my house, which is another issue. I don't want kitty litter all over my house. So, but, uh, but having had a dog, the thing I like about the dog that you don't get with a snake is that, that cuddle factor, right? The dog will sit down next to you and let you pet it and get upset. If you leave the neediness that you were talking about. Right. And they'll, we had a, we had a very small dog that slept in our bed and, you know, you wake up in the morning and that dog is right up against you, curled up tight. That is just a nice feeling to know that that dog is there and loves you and wants to be near you. And that you exist and are there, unlike a snake and yes, a cat most of the time, too. <laughs> you know, the cat is there because you hear something fall in the other room. That's how you know the cat's there. Yeah. <laughs> so cats are interesting to me because they know when you don't either like them or want them around you they know you know what and you it makes what? them curious about yeah. you that makes them come over and hang out i'm like oh i hate that get away from me cat yeah you know something else that is funny about cats cats have evolved their cry their little sounds they make to sound more like human babies so that we want to take care of them we are literally being like trained by cats They've trained us. Those sneaky little sons of bitches. I tell you. It's like yeah. when I know that they're manipulating me, I'm like, no cats. And you're and you <laughs> tell me that cats aren't correlated to femininity. Come on. <laughs> point. Right there. Are you saying that women are manipulative, CT? I'm not saying that I agree with that particular point officially for the record. But is that what you're trying to say? I would never say that. Ever. <laughs> As he nods his head, yes. <laughs> uh, I had a rabbit once. Um, oh, yeah. Did you know you can kitty litter train rabbits? I did not know that. Yes. That is um, I had a friend who had a rabbit got, that they kept in a hutch out in their yard, like a wooden box up on stilts. I kept this one in an apartment. And um, he no. had his cage. And he was potty trained for the, to go to the cage and then I would change it out and everything. Right. But, um, he, um, I bought it for my daughter 
and I had no idea what to do about rabbits. It was a learning thing, but he didn't want anything to do with her. She was about four mm. because she always wanted to pick him up. Yep. And so when she was around, he'd run and hide. But when she was gone, like to her dad's, he would come and lay by me. Like he would hop up on the couch and lay by me or he would play with my hair or I got him a little ball, a little, you know, ball from Walmart or somewhere. And he would push it around and we'd sit there and play ball together. He had quite a personality. I was surprised. I had no idea. That's very interesting. Um, I, I love animals with personality. And I think that's what I'm a dog guy. I, if I had to choose between dogs and cats, I'm a, definitely a dog guy because they just seem to have so much more personality to me. But my brother owned a cat once and there was no more colorful personality in the house than this cat. Uh, it was an orange tabby cat. And uh, its name was Jonesy. <laughs> and uh, for those who get the... Uh, yeah, the, uh, say, should I should I be getting this reference? Because I don't get this reference. Orange tabby cat from the from Alien. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and, and Jonesy, we sitting on the couch, you know, watching TV or whatever. Um, and because my brother and I were roommates at one point, and uh, this cat would sit at one end of the couch, it's a long couch, not like a short couch, a long couch, and it would sit there and do the this thing like this, you know, where it gets gets ready to attack, and it would run over and plop down behind my head with its paws and go and then take off and uh because it wanted me to chase the chase him around the house and right. which is a dog thing to do but it was a cat and so i liked that cat that was a cool cat eventually died but my point is uh cats with or animals with personality are the best they're awesome i think we might have lost lancy her uh video is frozen uh oh so we will endeavor to we will endeavor to carry on oh that she just disappeared for a minute so uh for those of you watching the youtube channel um you will see that her um her uh video screen just disappeared, just disappeared. so hopefully she will be able to reconnect here shortly and get back in here so um you know when you were talking about that so we had we had a little dog it was a shih tzu dog which is a great little dog if you're going to get a little dog um not very yippy right the uh, one thing they do a lot of though is lick their nose and snort a lot they have very squished up faces and so they're constantly sneezing and snorting and like a pug basically yeah yeah often in your face which is very annoying but um but they're great little they're great little dogs so uh we had one of those and um i you know but i would never like take him for a walk right i mean i'm he's a little he's a little dog but he would do things that acted more like a cat like he would pounce and play and do stuff that kind of were cat moves so i do think there is some crossover there on the actual you know behaviors of the animals um but yeah i love that dog his name was buddy and uh we had gotten a second dog before buddy died i'm gonna i'm gonna segue into the reason why i really don't want to have dogs anymore or cats either um so we had to put buddy down he'd gotten too old and we took him to the vet and put him down and that was heartbreaking that was a heart-wrenching experience and then did it again with our second dog sully and that was also gut-wrenching and and heart you know heart-rending and so now 
you know, like my kids, like we want another dog or we want another and insert any pet. They want any kind of pet. They would be happy with, uh, you know, a guinea pig or a rabbit or whatever. And I can't bring myself to do it because I don't want to go through that again. So the, the idea that, um, that there's like callousness towards animals is definitely not there in, in at least for me, you know, while I do think that, you know, certain animals are, have certain characteristics, it doesn't mean that I, you know, don't care about other animals. Right. So I, I want to just clarify that point, but yeah, I, um, I could not go through watching another animal. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you for that. I mean, I've, that's not something I've ever dealt with to any great degree. However, I will say that the cat that the family had, yeah. and technically belonged to my younger sister, but it was the family cat, right? Growing up through my teen years, I was the one that ended up taking it to the vet that last day because mm. someone else had a, we're at work. Right. This, was very young i was in you know late teens early 20s so i worked the third shift and so i was at home during the day and i was the one that got the the responsibility of taking the cat to the vet and having it put to sleep and i remember going "Ooh, yeah. you don't realize you like the animal yeah. as much as you do until it's like too late you know yeah. you, and then you say your goodbyes and and it goes it goes away and you're like, ooh, yeah. See, so, yeah, like uh, a partner, a partner pet that yeah. I've had for 12 or 14 years. Ooh, putting that one down would be tough. Yeah. Tough. And I, you know, I wish Lancey hadn't lost her internet connection. I got a text from her, uh, dear listeners, that she apparently has lost her internet connection and is unable to join back. Um, she might be able to join back later, but I doubt it. It looks like she might be down completely before and be down long enough that uh we'll finish this episode so but i did want to ask her and um there's part of me that thinks we might have to re-record this episode to ask the question you know growing up on a farm with animals i wonder if death of animals affects her the same way as it does somebody like me um who who has only really ever had domesticated pets and i would like to know the answer to that because i know there are there are people that have lived on farms and they don't treat animal deaths nearly the same way that, you know, people like I do, right. It's just, it's just part of the operation of the farm. It's a day-to-day -day thing. So I do wonder if, if that also changes her attitude, right. They're all, I wouldn't say expendable, but they're not, it's not that same connection that we envision that we're having with animals as pets. Yeah. That's right? the, Question. I think that connection can play out in many different ways. Like how many times have you seen a squirrel, you know, get hit by a car or whatever? I've seen it several times, you know, and it, and I, it's always a bit shocking when you see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if I were to ever watch a cow get hit by a car, you know, to me, that would be much more shocking. And it's yeah. not because the cow is any more alive than the squirrel, but the cow is just it's a bigger animal it's uh it's which conveys some sort of psychological metric of value you know the cow is more right. important than the squirrel or whatever and so um i'll bet you uh animals that die on the farm probably affect the farmer quote I would, you know i do wonder yeah i do wonder how callous they get so i 
I have, uh, while driving, I have hit two animals. I've hit a cat and I've hit a dog. And um, when I was, when I hit the cat, I was driving a van for work. It was um, the, the place that I worked at, you were supposed to drive around. So I had this big van. Um, and uh, what happened was the cat ran out in front of me while I'm driving down a two lane road. And they were like in the middle of the road. So I swerved to the right and started slowing down and the cat saw me coming and freaked out. So it moves to the right back towards the side of the road. Well, now I'm trying to move to the center of the road to avoid it. And then the cat runs to the middle of the road. And then now I ran out of space and I run over the cat. And I remember looking in the rearview mirror and seeing the cat kind of flipping and, you know, like I hit it good. Well, yeah. not good. I hit it directly. Where? Yeah. yeah. And uh, probably killed the cat. It didn't get back up. Um, and that was, that really stuck with me. That stuck with me for a few days, maybe even weeks. Right. Um, and even now thinking about it, it's kind of sobering. And then the other time something happened, um, but I was driving down a two lane road. There was a country road that had like a 55 mile an hour speed limit. And like any good country driver, I was driving 65 or 70. I wasn't driving anywhere near the speed limit. You drive that road enough. You're, you know, it, you're going to be able to go faster. So that poor cat, even though I had tried to slow down, um, uh, didn't, I mean, if she had just, I assume the cat's a she, if the cat had just stayed put, I would have avoided it, but the cat kept trying to get out of my way and I kept trying to get out of its way. And uh, anyway, um, but the other one that happened, uh, I was driving down a service road and this particular service road had a pretty slow speed limit, but it was a really rainy day. Like the rain was coming down pretty hard. And the cat or the dog ran out from the, and this was a, had a lot of brush and trees very close to the side of the road. So I'm driving down a hill and the dog runs out in front of me and there was traffic coming the other way. And I slammed on my brakes and did my best to avoid, but of course you're skidding in the rain. And I just boom, right. I mean, my, I was driving a car. So my fender hit the dog and the dog, I kicked the dog's legs out from under it, like, like the legs got pushed forward and, and he sprawled out onto the ground and skidded along the asphalt and got skidded off into the ditch. And I pulled over, put my flashers on and got out. I was going to go help the dog and the dog gets up and runs limping. His left rear leg could not work. Ran limping as best it can on three legs off towards uh, an auto repair place, like a, like a mechanic that had a gravel driveway and a garage with maybe two or three mechanics in it. So I go, I actually went in there and pulled in and I said, I just hit your dog. I said, I didn't mean to, he ran out in front of me and I tried to stop, but I hit him. I said, can I take him to the, you know, cause I knew there was an emergency vet like right across the highway and they would not let me do it. They're like, oh, he's fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. I will pay to take your dog to the emergency vet. I hit him. I didn't, you know, and they were, they were adamant that that dog would be okay. And I'm like, I hit him with my car right? I Like at 30 miles an hour. And they're like, no, the dog will be fine. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, are you sure? If you decide to take them, let me leave my name and number. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. And I'm like, oh, I, could not, yeah. I could not understand the callousness towards that dog being hit by a vehicle. And then the owner of the vehicle wanting to come and make good, right? Like I was more than happy to take that dog in and get them looked at. And I don't know what happened. I told them, I said, okay, well, here's, I'm going to leave my name and number on this pad. And if anything, if you need anything, let me know. And I left them. They never called me. So I don't know what happened, but you know, 
I do wonder, like the, all of these events have stuck with me for a long time, right? Both of my dogs dying and then hitting that dog and that cat, they stuck with me and I remember them vividly. And so you have these deep connections to pets. I yeah. do wonder, I do want, I wish Lancey was here. I want to know if she has those same deep connections to her animals well, on the farm. Um, this episode has turned morbid, so let yeah, me... Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, let's oh, talk no. about running over animals on this week on Writing Guys. I've got my own story. Yeah, and, and I think that this actually might convey how men consider the grim reality of their duty to mm -hmm. life and nature. And doing... Their, their approach to doing what is impossible. And I hope you mm -hmm. don't lose any subscribers for this. I was pulling out of my driveway and I, I didn't feel anything, but I heard a rare. Oh, and I was like, Oh, and I look out and I had run over a kitten, Oh, but only the rear part of it. I mean, it was clearly back broken. It was yeah. clear just in, in trouble. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. You put it in drive and you take it out of misery. And so that's what I did. Yeah. And so the opinion that I get from that is just shock and awe. But I could have gone and gotten a brick yep. or a, a, a hammer or a tool or whatever. The it bottom line is it was dead. It was going to die and there was no stopping it. So the sooner you end it, the better, right? Yeah. Shorten so, its suffering. That's the, whole, that's the whole reason why you take animals to put them down at the vet is to end their suffering they're yeah. suffering that's exactly right and i was i felt it ruined my day man. just ruined mm -hmm. my day. but i was in a position to where i was like oh there's nothing i could do it was the yeah. fastest way to do it was just and go forward oh it just gives me the willies just thinking about it yeah. but i buried it i took it out to the backyard we got some woods buried it it was terrible man it's terrible you know, and the dog guy, huh? Well, yes, I'm a dog guy. Yeah, I oh, I felt terrible about killing that cat with my workman. Um, nowhere near as heartbreaking as a kitten. Poor little, you know, kittens are so fucking cute. I remember a friend of mine had a kitten that they had bought him and his girlfriend had bought when they were living together. And this little kitten was just so spunky and full of life and climb up. Yeah. When he had the little claws still, so he could climb up you and stuff. And yeah. kittens are just uh, really fun to be around and uh, know that you did that would be. Yeah. But, the, right. but the thing is, is yeah. So I think, I think the point that we've been kind of dancing around is, you know, just because we do have these odd, potentially odd, we really don't know. Um, views on what what gender each one aligns with you know cats and dogs it doesn't mean that we're callous towards them right we really do love all animals and i and i've had friends that uh were of the opposite stereotype like i've had guy friends that had cats and i've known women that had dogs and they were people that i was pretty close to and you know i it, it didn't subtract anything from our relationships hey lancy's back it didn't subtract anything from our, our, uh, our relationships, but it was, you know, it was just kind of those initial thoughts were what that, that, that was an, an impression. I can't stop them from happening. Yeah. 
yeah. happen. It's just the way I, the way it is. Yeah. So while while you were gone, Lancey, I took the podcast on a somewhat morbid turn. I apologize, but I was talking about how um, the deaths of some animals in my life have really impacted me deeply, and they stick with me. And I do wonder if I was wondering if because you grew up on a farm where I would assume that animals died a lot more frequently. Um, if that might be something that would have tempered your your like view on animals being tied to any specific gender or anything, right? Because you're just like, oh, they're all just animals. They all live and die the same way and right, kind of lumps them into a bigger category for you. Yeah, I mean, that's really true. Um we did we did have animals that died and some because of natural causes, some because of coyotes, you know. things that just happen um um but i've had pets that have died that have been it's been an emotional tug i will say that in with me and my husband we've had two dogs that got really ill and so we decided to euthanize them because they were just suffering right and um I had to do that. Mm. I I was the one who had to handle that. And, and maybe that goes back to my farm life where, okay, this is what has to be done. So I yep. took care of it on yep. the last one that happened. I came back to him and I said, don't ever make me do that again. And we haven't had a pet since. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I don't have any pets now. And I don't want any because I don't want to go through, I don't want to go through that again. I really don't. It was heart wrenching. I will tell you, we had a, when my daughter was very young, uh, we had a fish tank, you know, a little freshwater fish tank with some fish. I got to tell you, I was completely blown away that these little fish had different personalities. I had no idea that fish had personalities, but we had this one little fish that would chase the others around. Like that was his thing. Like he liked to play chase and uh, he was a happy little fish. Well, one fish got sick. And then another fish got sick. And I don't know if you've ever had a fish tank, but that's kind of the way it goes. Like if one ever gets sick, it's hard to save the rest. Well, we weren't telling my daughter because she was like four. And I caught her one day, you know, we were just taking care of it quietly. And I caught her one day, she was staring into the fish tank when I come down the stairs and I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm seeing if he's flushed anymore today. (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh. she knew. She knew what was happening. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, um, sorry I popped out. We're apparently having internet problems today. Uh, we figured as much. Uh, yeah. Glad to be back now that I think the episode's over. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. in time to do the the administrative work of closing the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think we had any more thoughts on it. I was I was really hoping to string it along long enough to get you back because I wanted to ask that question. Um, yeah. But. I the answer is I don't know, maybe. Um yeah. because you just grow up where death is a part of it. Yeah. I mean, half the time we were raising cows uh, uh for slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they they have an expiration date. <laughs> Yeah, so you just did. We we still named them and everything, but you didn't get attached because you knew what the end of the journey was. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, and on that morbid note. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Always a bright and cheerful note here at Writing Guys. I almost laughed when you told me when I came back and you said, while you were gone, I took us a morbid route. And I thought, oh, because we know I'm the bright and sunny one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a kernel of truth to that. Uh, there is. Yeah, you're more bright and sunny than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Much more so. Uh, all right. All right. Then, but yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was ready. gonna say, close out the episode. Yep. All right. All right. So that concludes our episode of Writing Guys. Um, if you have a question or a topic you would like us discuss to discuss about how men think, visit writingguys.net and click the button to ask us a question. Uh, a really short form will pop up. Just fill it out, send it in, and we'll have it on the show. Um, and then be sure to like, follow, or subscribe the Writing Guy to the Writing Guys podcast, uh, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And if you like our podcast, uh, spread the word and tell your friends, um, because this is how we grow and keep doing what we love to do. Yep. And on that note, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Love you.